0: Welcome to the Pod, where our mission is to improve the productivity and profitability of the construction industry, our mantra is safer, faster, smarter, easier, and our measure of success is making a positive impact on your business, wherever you're listening from. My name's Adam, and part of my job at Prida is to look over the horizon and help our customers and their customers achieve long-term success. I don't have a crystal ball but I do have access to some of the industry's most respected experts in fabrication, building, design, and the cutting edge of research. I hope you enjoy these opportunities to step back from the day to day and explore the topics that will shape the future of building. On today's episode, I'm joined once again by Paolo Vici, who's the program manager of the Resilient Timber Homes program run by Wood Solutions. You might recall we had him on earlier to talk about the design competition associated with this program i'm happy to say that's now been completed so we thought we'd bring Paolo back on to tell us how it went all, all right. right well hello Paolo, and welcome back to the prider pod
1: thank you adam uh, it's a pleasure
0: now, so we had you on a few months ago to introduce us to this idea of the resilient timber homes program and we talked about a design competition which was coming up at that time and now having you back on, the reason is because that competition's been run and won, and we've seen some fantastic ideas and concepts that have come out. So you recently had an opportunity to to celebrate that, to congratulate the winners and highlight their um, their entries. So I guess today was a chance for anyone who wasn't able to make it to that event, who's interested in the outcomes of the competition, uh, to yeah take us through uh, I guess a brief reminder of what the competition was about and the brief, and yeah who won and and why, and what does that mean for our industry going forward?
1: Yeah, right. Thanks, mate. It's it's an interesting program, as you know, Resilient Timber Homes from uh, Forest and Wood Products Australia. As you know, we are a not-for-profit organization that supports the timber industry with the aim to provide uh, trusted information and reliable information to the market in general. Uh, because we are based on uh, public funds and Mm -hmm. industry funds combined so then we started the wood solutions resilient timber homes program with an aim which is to develop and test a better method to design and construct with respect to business as usual and with respect to minimum code requirements so going beyond minimum code code requirements and this in order to provide some benefits to both the program partners, which are both industry and uh, uh, community type of partners, and to the homeowners and the home users eh, that will uh, live into this home. So in terms of lower risk, future proof, real estate value, reduced maintenance costs, lower council rates, these are the different ideas that can be associated to something which is designed and built better therefore may have a little differential in cost. Uh, we are not mm-hmm. expecting, and the design competition proved there's not big difference in cost when you uh, design and build uh, with a code plus approach in mind, but there are some offset mechanisms that will transform these costs into an investment, uh, like the solar on your roof. Mm. So, uh, This uh, design competition was embedded into the first phase of the whole uh, Resilient Timber Homes program that also comprises a design guide, which is going to be out soon, probably end of October, early November. And then we will run a technology readiness assessment and a cost-benefit analysis of the different ideas that came out of the competition and the interaction with the uh, program partners and decide what, where we will invest into R&D into phase two. We organize it around two briefs, two different briefs. Both briefs were based on a real benchmark provided by a developer and builder. So two companies which are both developers and builders, one, one in South Australia and one in Queensland and New South Wales. So brief A was based on a model of home which belongs to MPAC as the developer builder in Mount Mm -hmm. Gambier. And the brief was calling to modify this design to achieve resistance and resilience towards a slow-moving riverine flood lasting for one week and reaching a height of one meter by showing minor damage and easy recovery. Brief B was based on a design from Avid, which is another Mm. developer and builder operating in Queensland and New South Wales. They uh, located this design in Hervey Bay. And the brief was asking to resist a severe tropical cyclone, the highest category in Australia, followed by a river and flood, like in brief A, eh? Mm. always exhibiting minor damage and easy recovery. Both Mm. briefs were supported by a Revit model from us, a bill of quantity. We elaborated costing based on rolling. So we provided the entrance with a real world type of exercise, which will require from them an engagement. I think in terms of, of design time, it would be one or two weeks of one, two people, mm-hmm. uh, maybe plus asking some of their traditional consultants, so it was a real uh, world exercise, hmm? Cri- pretty practical.
0: Yeah, and I guess the context of the competition as well, I mean, the news at the moment is all about El Nino conditions and hot and dry weather in the country, but when this, um, the concept idea was was conceived and the competition was started, we were seeing Uh, Incredible rainfall and these slow-moving riverine floods that impacted New South Wales and Queensland heavily. We had flooding disasters through Victoria and South Australia along the Murray. So, yeah, very much a real situation impacting residents' homes, impacting insurability and and a major concern for the industry going forward.
1: Yeah, indeed. Among our partners in the program, we have Master Builders, we have Sedgwick, we have the... Uh, Insurance Council of Australia which supports us so we yeah. have the data from these guys and we know floods is number one currently in the in the issues and the impacts that the these different type of events are having on the population and the communities so we're mostly concentrated on floods for this reason mm-hmm. not that uh, bushfires are not important they are and cyclones but Uh, there are solutions already for that. Uh, There are Australian standards and technical design guides from us that really explain into the detail how to use the standards for uh, uh, bushfire and cyclones. So timber homes are already pretty much resilient to those two type of risks. So we wanted the judgment to be even quite practical Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, cost efficiency, buildability, plus all the resiliency criteria. We have a uh, um, $100,000 overall uh, prize budget to be shared between two winners, one for Brief A and one for Brief B. So they got 50 k each. So the decision was tough. But then uh, the jury came with also very interesting motivation and in description to assigning the prizes to Chris Gilbert from Victoria in Brief A and Michael Croft from Queensland for brief B. So really two excellent designs. In the case of brief A, for uh, the one which was entered by Chris Gilbert, I can read you the motivation that Mm. will make you understand. So the motivation from the jury was a commercially grounded yet ambitious design Featuring a flood reversible solution that integrates prefabricated open wall cassettes with drainage plugs and airtight features Within a modular design for manufacturing and assembly scheme that will support fast-track delivery The suggested use of a blower door equipment to accelerate drying is both ingenious and reasonable and this is what I think as well the guy provided a clever way to both dry through these plugs and do this little drainage uh, detailing, very good detailing, Mm -hmm. and also an active mechanism of providing some drying into the walls by using a blower door equipment, which is Mm. many uh, ESG consultants have it now. So it's something that, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's technology that's yeah becoming more and more adopted just as, as part of the process, particularly in, in high-performing homes.
1: Exactly. You don't have to have it uh, as the homeowner or as the builder, but there's a lot of consultants to have it now. Yeah. So it's a double use of an instrument, which is already uh, quite popular now, right? And in brief B, from Michael Croft from uh, Queensland, The jury um, motivation is uh, the following one. Achieves robustness to cyclone impacts through a flexible room, which is well positioned and integrated within the floor plan. Thoughtful positioning of the electrical infrastructure, which was raised, Mm -hmm. alternative floor design to cater from regional adaptability, accurate costing and rational use of passive house criteria, all contribute to a thorough grasp of content and brief. And really, this was another amazing uh, proposal with a very interesting floor plan on a narrow side because this brief was asking for a long and narrow uh, lot, Mm -hmm. uh, which is typical in some areas. And the, the level of detailing, the level of alternative suggestion and criteria, minor uh, adaptations and ideas for uh, changing things to adapt to other sites. That was really amazing. So as a conclusion, we really are looking forward now to someone building these designs. Mm. The two the developers builders are already engaged with the local community. So there is support and hopefully we will see this design built pretty soon. But if there is anybody from... The people listening to this podcast, or their friends and colleagues and clients that want to reach out to us, to the uh, two winners and to the developers builders, and collaborate in any possible way or form with uh, with us, with the local uh, frame and trust manufacturer to get these things built, uh, they will get an advantage. They will get some uh, value uh, out of this collaboration and some value out of the Decision to to use these designs or similar designs to upgrade to a resilient timber home, whether it's refurbishment of an existing home or a brand new one, there's plenty of uh, information and knowledge that can be drawn uh, from this design competition. Mm.
0: Yeah, there were some I mean, some great ideas in that uh, the detailing, particularly that second one, I guess, of just clever ways of yeah, moving things like electrical sockets away from the bottom part of the wall where they're more likely to get wet. Um, some simple little ideas for making furniture more movable and to be able to move it to uh, different heights and, and get it out of the way of floodwater. So yeah, just by, I suppose, thinking about that, you know, the context of this home may get inundated, uh, impacting the layouts of, of rooms and, and supports and what the wall structure looks like. Um, yeah, some amazing results.
1: Yeah, really, the idea is not to uh, try and fight the water entering mm. because the water will enter. It will find a way. Uh, we know that. Mm. But maximizing the easiness and, and, and readiness and quickness for drying, for uh, drainage, first of all, drying, also yep. assisted by the Passive House Blower Door Tool. And using materials that are uh, less hygroscopic, at least where uh, the water will reach. Uh, Not just timber because other materials are pretty hygroscopic too, so Mm. uh, it's not just about timber, it's about any material, plasterboard, uh, hollow core bricks, anything that will soak and and is hygroscopic will retain water and that's the experience from thousands of inspections that Sedgwick, for instance, and all the insurance sector uh, has done and is doing into uh, flooded areas Mm. that informed these designs.
0: Yeah, I think a real emphasis on practicality, obviously. And I mean, it's technically possible, right, to make a home completely waterproof and even technically possible to make a home float if you really wanted to, but um, it's not going to be an affordable solution for most people. So I think, yeah, really... Enjoying seeing the ideas that came out uh, of ways that really are just accessible to anyone who wants to build a home.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the easiest and, and most effective way through uh, flood design, flood-resistant design, is to accept the flood mm. and minimize its impact, maximizing the easiness and, and, and uh, speed for uh, drainage mm. and drying. And by the way... We are now working, we started working on a test method that will assess the flood ability. So the ability to resist a flood, a given flood for any material, not just timber, any assembly of material in a cost effective and measurable way. This is something that the industry is asking for, the insurance sector is asking for, Uh, We will work together with different partners and new partners. Everybody is welcome to join to develop a test method that will uh, finally provide an objective measurement on how uh, different materials and and building assemblies uh, behave with Mm. respect to flood.
0: I suppose that's the kind of thing that... um, I mean, we see it in energy efficiency, for example. It's It's a benchmark. You can very easily compare one home to another. So that sounds like a really good step.
1: Yeah, even different materials and and product assemblies, right, Mm. Uh, like a wall assembly, a floor assembly. We need apple for apple comparisons, right? So unless we have a methodology like we have for fire, like we have for acoustic and everything, it's impossible to compare uh, systems and designs and the sector really needs this method which will then become an Australian standard. But in the first uh, few years, I think it will uh, be run by different laboratories in Australia as an industry standard. Mm -hmm. And we are working on that. So suggestions, welcome.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I just, a comment, I suppose, for anyone who's listening is there are some great visuals that go along with this as a presentation, which we'll share uh, in the show notes. And as you mentioned, there is a design guide coming out from Wood Solutions as well, which will um, go through all of this in much more.
1: Yeah, it's currently uh, being peer reviewed because all our docu- all our guides are written by independent consultants and peer reviewed. So it will be out soon. Very good. And
0: I guess uh, from a frame and trust perspective, as I think most of our listeners are in that industry, any key takeaways for you on um, the learnings and how to apply some of this thinking going forward in in homes that we build?
1: Yeah, the main takeaway is this, that uh, timber homes are already resilient indeed if they are uh, designed and built well. The process that we are uh, undertaking now is defining some code plus uh, detailing and concepts that can be applied easily by any designer and any builder and disseminate uh, these cons- concepts and details that will provide not only better resilience, but also a sound basis for implementing some cost offsetting mechanism, which mm. can be different nature. It can be from the council, it can be from your insurer, it can be just, and it's a lot, huh? I say just, but it's a lot, some future proof value of your home, which is uh, really uh, something which you cannot measure in the, in the moment, in one year or two, but in, in, in 10 years uh, a home which is built better will have a higher um, real estate value. That's, that's a fact. We know, mm. we know this for sure. So like people reasons for uh, other, other parts of their choices in their homes, in their cars, etc., uh, if you build in some value into your investments, that will pay off pretty soon uh, down the line.
0: Yeah, I think the I an mean, encouraging thing for me and with my frame and trust hat on is that it's not a, a complete rethinking. It's not like it's totally new materials or ways of construction. It's just clever detailing and smart use of existing yeah, things. Absolute. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing here that a, a standard frame and trust fabricator wouldn't be able to produce as long as that thinking has gone in Upfront front in the design.
1: Exactly. Frame and trust timber, frame and trust homes have been the choice of Australians for uh, hundreds of years. And in their modern uh, design and, and construction uh, embodiment, they still are. They still are an excellent choice.
0: I think that's a fantastic note to finish on. So thank you for taking us through the outcomes of the competition, as I say, if anyone's interested, we'll have all the links and the resources to go through that in more detail.
1: Everything is still online on the <clears throat> design competition uh, website, so people can download the winning designs and they can refer to us for a free advice anytime.
0: Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing the design guide as soon as that comes out later this year. And thanks very much again for joining us on the PriderPod.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Adam. That's all
0: for today's Pride Pod. Thanks for listening. And thanks once again to Paolo. We shared some exciting news about future collaborations with the European timber industry after we stopped recording. So we might just be hearing from him again in the future. The visuals and details to go along with today's episode really do add a lot to Paolo's summary. You can find links to those in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to share it with your friends and colleagues and make sure to subscribe via Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.